0: I do love occasions. I love excuses to come together. I love reasons to gather, especially around a table and over food. There's a quality of conversation that happens when we linger around a table. I love that exchange of ideas and information and match that with some lovely food. I am in. And the celebration that I want us to focus on today happened during festival time. Jewish families would have gathered together and they would mark the Passover. But it's not the Passover that I want to talk about today. Rather, it's to recall the entry of Jesus as he came into Jerusalem to observe the Passover. It's to recall that triumphant entry into Jerusalem. For the church, for the Christian faith, this is our time of year. This is a time of year when we begin to remember, to mark, to celebrate, to commemorate the life-altering actions of Jesus. We refer to it as Easter, and to this week, traditionally, as Holy Week. During Holy Week, we recall the events leading up to Jesus' death and ultimately his resurrection. So Holy Week includes some special days of of special significance. And depending on your own church or your church background, you may have celebrated them all or just a few So starting with Palm Sunday, which commemorates Jesus' entry on a donkey into Jerusalem to uh, to observe Passover, then followed by marking Jesus' institution of the Last Supper, Jesus' suffering and death on the cross, and the celebration of Jesus' resurrection. And so today, this morning, we want to mark, we want to remember Jesus' entry into Jerusalem to observe Passover, a day that has come to be known as Palm Sunday. When I say, Palm Sunday, do you have throwbacks to kids' craft and to cut out paper fans? Or maybe chop branches from the local forest scattered down the aisle of your church? Or maybe simply that tempting pile of Easter eggs that you were not allowed to go near until after Easter Sunday lunch? Regardless of your memories, can I invite you to recall the accounts of this moment from across, from across the, the Gospels? And as we read this morning, actually, that's what I want to do. I want to dip into what each of the four Gospels have said about this account. Um, So let's start in Mark. uh, Mark 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany, Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of the disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter, you will find a colt there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you what you're doing here, say the Lord needs it and send it and he'll send it back here shortly. They went, they found a colt outside the street, they tied it on the doorway and as they untied it, some people standing there asked, what are you doing? Untying the colt. They answered as Jesus had told them and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus, they threw coats over it and he sat on it. And then we pick up the account in John, because John reminds us that it wasn't just Jesus traveling to Jerusalem, but there were many coming to celebrate the Passover. And in John 12, we read, a great crowd had come for the festival. They heard that Jesus was on the way. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And it's in Matthew that he reminds us that a very large crowd spread their coats on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road as well. And the crowd went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And then in Luke we read, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke these disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Together, these Gospels paint us a picture of the events. Jesus giving the disciples instructions about getting him a donkey. Then how Jesus sat on the donkey, spread with coats that this wasn't a journey that he took alone, but a crowd swarmed. A crowd came to meet him with palm branches. A crowd went ahead of him. A crowd followed him. And there were many around him, spreading their coats on the road, cutting off branches from trees and spreading them on the road as well, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the king. Some people knowing who he is, others not sure and others threatened by his presence. There's no denying to our 21st century eyes, this is quite a bizarre scene. A man on a donkey. And it feels a bit haphazard with coats strewn over a donkey and on the road and palm branches spread everywhere. And so there are a few things that are good for us to note. A few cultural insights that'll help us understand around the donkey and the coat and the palm trees. And I'll come to those in a moment. But in all of this, Let's remember, Jesus is going public. He is ready now to admit who he is—not hide his divinity, but acknowledge. And it might feel like a bit of a razzmatazz, big brand launch, and it does have that sense of celebration. But it also feels a bit dark too, because we know where the story is going to take us. We know that the cross is to follow. And I always find Pam Sunday a bit sad. It exposes the fickleness of our humanness. We celebrate one day and we lambast the next. But can I ask you not to go there yet? Just for now, can you live in this moment? As I said at the start, I love occasions, and I could imagine I would have loved Passover and the build-up, seeing folks, parties that lasted for ages, and now the word is out, Jesus is coming, the one who raised Lazarus from the dead, the one with his band of disciples who's been healing and teaching, who ushers in a new kingdom. Can you imagine the rumours? Political overthrow, spiritual transformation, and even the confusion. No wonder the disciples didn't quite get what was going on. But for the teachers, the one who knew their holy scriptures, they would have caught the sight of the significance of Jesus and the donkey. They would have recalled the words of Zechariah, say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. See your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey. They would have wondered, am I seeing scripture fulfilled before my eyes? Jesus is telling the world who he is. This is the significance of Palm Sunday. Jesus is going public. This is indeed the triumphant entry of the king. So there's a few things that are good for us to note, a few cultural insights to help us understand around the donkey and the coat and the palm trees. So let's look at the donkey. When horses are mentioned in the Bible, they're almost always in relation to kings and war. When donkeys are mentioned, it's in relation to common people. Similar to horses and gifted with cautiousness that can sometimes be mistaken for stubbornness, donkeys were not usually used during times of war. Yet this was the coming of a king. Zechariah prophesied the coming of the king, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The prophecy was fulfilled. We can read of it in the accounts across the Gospels. When Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem, it was triumphant because he had done so without the bloodshed on the side of the people. And in the ancient biblical world, a leader rode on a horse if he was coming to war and rode on a donkey to signify peace. Conquering kings typically rode in chariots or on horseback. So it is significant that Jesus rode on a donkey. Jesus wasn't an ordinary king with a kingdom of this world but he rode on the donkey to fulfill the prophecy of the Messiah. To make sure the readers realized each of the gospel accounts mentions Jesus riding on the donkey. The gospel writers even record Jesus' specific instructions to disciples to go to a village where they'd find a donkey with her colt beside them. They were told to untie the animals and bring them to Jesus, fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah. Jesus is king. This is not in doubt. But this is not about war. This is about ushering in a different kingdom. Do we get that? Do we get the different kingdom that God ushers in? Do we too carry our expectations on what God's intervention means? Do we need to allow this Palm Sunday to be reminded of what he brings? The king comes and he comes in peace. So what about the coats and the palm trees? Why do people lay their coats and their palm trees on the ground? When a king or a conquering ruler entered a city, people would create a carpet by putting their coats and branches on the ground to welcome them. Every day we might use the expression rolling out the red carpet to celebrate a celebrity or some important guest. Laying their coats and their branches on the ground was a symbolic way of the people to treat Jesus as their king. They hoped that Jesus would overthrow the Roman government in Jerusalem. John records the people saying, blessed is the king of Israel. And Mark quotes them cheering, blessed is the coming of the kingdom of our father David. Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem was a day of celebration, but it was also a day that many cheering did not understand. They thought they were welcoming a military hero But Jesus came in peace on a donkey to save them not from the Romans, but from the curse of death and to give them eternal life in the kingdom in heaven. In Matthew we read, when Jesus had entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds replied, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. In Luke we read uh, where the crowd said blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And in John we read how Jesus said my kingdom is not of this world. If it were my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders but now my kingdom is from another place. And in Zephaniah, we read, the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord is in your midst. You shall never fear evil again. On that day, it shall be said in Jerusalem, fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will exalt you with a loud singing. I wonder might we join in the celebration this morning. I wonder might we too join in this occasion to celebrate Jesus as if he was walking along May Street. What would you want to shout to cheer? Even as you sit in your living room or your kitchen or you listen to this as you're out for a walk, what praise might you want to give your king? Today on Palm Sunday, we join with the whole family of God and together we remember Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss this opportunity to praise him, to join in with you to praise him. Throughout the New Testament Gospels, we read, and again, Jesus telling people, no, don't say I am. No, don't say. But now he's ready. He's ready to go public because it's time. And the crowd cheered. They threw their coats down. They threw down their palm trees. Might we join in celebration this morning? In John, it says they took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. And in Matthew, we're reminded that the crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. What praise can you shout to your King as he passes by you today? What do you want to celebrate? What do you want to acknowledge? What do you want to declare about Jesus? What praise can you shout to your king as he passes by you today? Is there a song that comes to mind that you'd wanna sing out? A verse to recall? Words that capture his character? Or maybe it's personal, words that you just wanna say to Jesus especially now, right in the middle of the context that we find ourselves. And I don't know if you're finding this hard or easy. I don't know if uh, if more than now, we need to be reminded uh, that our God, that our King comes in peace. Jesus comes in peace. The kingdom builder who sheds no blood, but radically transforms the world around us. What praise can you shout out to your king as he passes by you today? What do you want to celebrate? What do you want to acknowledge? Can we take a moment and praise him? Can we take a moment right now in the quiet with a whisper or if you're feeling bold, a shout? But regardless, let's celebrate. What praise can you shout to your king as he passes by you today? Can we celebrate this morning? Can we throw down our coats and our palm trees and celebrate Jesus as King? I'm going to ask Jamie to pray. And as he does, take this moment, take this moment to worship and praise your King.
1: mother's womb you've chosen You rescue me so I can start
0: we praise Jesus this morning, I'm also reminded that the crowd didn't quite know who Jesus was. Some hoped that he would overthrow the Roman government. Some were there curious about Lazarus, the man that Jesus had raised from the dead. And so maybe today is an opportunity to reflect on the expectations that you carry towards Jesus. To be aware of your own biases or expectations that you're projecting onto him. What are you expecting? What do you know him to be? You know, for us in Central, our heart is for the city of Belfast, for the city. We want Jesus to transform the city, joining with God and others in the transformation of the city. But Jesus' coming is not a political upturning, as much as it might feel that's what we need. It's actually bigger than that. This is a kingdom outside of time. And your king is not about power, but about sacrifice. We've been too triumphant as a Western church faith. Maybe it's time now for our triumph to be in Jesus alone. And we sacrifice our arrogance, knowing that sacrifice is indeed the pathway to our king. Identity, not popularity. Purpose, not plaudits. This is the faith that shifts your identity, your perspective. It's not one to avoid pain or sugarcoat calling. We know what will follow. However, even within the darkest moment of death, light shines through the cracks because new life is coming. May we learn to ask the questions, to humbly reflect. So as you praise, can I ask you to recall what Jesus is inviting you to? Maybe this Palm Sunday, this Easter is space for you to recalibrate your life with God. To not just shout out your prayers, but to live it. Maybe this Palm Sunday, this Easter is space for you to reflect on the expectations that you carry towards Jesus. To be aware of your own biases or misguided expectations that you are projecting onto Jesus. And allow his call to be the sacrificial peacemaker, to be your call. What difference might it make to the city of Belfast if we intentionally followed the footsteps of our king, the peacemaker? What difference might it make to the city of Belfast if we pushed aside our positions of power and found ways to serve? What difference might it make to the city of Belfast if we recognize the way of Jesus is about identity, not popularity? Purpose, not plaudits. As you mark the triumphant entry of Jesus to Jerusalem this Sunday, maybe this creates an opportunity for us to tuck ourselves in behind the King, follow his truth, his way, but also his behaviour. I want to read you this morning the words from a letter. It's an old one, and I hope you don't mind me recalling it today. I found it in Brennan Manning's book, The Signature of Jesus. And Brennan writes that he, he says, recently I was given a copy, a note found written in the office of a young pastor in Zimbabwe, following his martyrdom for his faith in Jesus. And then he goes on to quote the letter verbatim. This is what the letter says. I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I am a disciple of his. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense and my future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living. Sight walking, smooth knees, colourless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, plaudits or popularity. I don't have to be right. First, tops, recognised, praised, rewarded or regarded. I now live by faith, lean in his presence, walk by patience, I'm uplifted by prayer and I labour with power. My face is set, my gate is fast, my goal is heaven. My road is narrow, my way rough, my companions are few, my guide reliable, my mission clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away turned back deluded or delayed i will not flinch in the face of sacrifice hesitate in the presence of the enemy pander at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity i won't give up shut down let up until i have stayed up stored up prayed up paid up preached up for the cause of christ i am a disciple of jesus I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. My banner will be clear. We are indeed part of the fellowship of the unashamed, and the pathway will be hard, but let us live under his banner. Let us be peacemakers. Kingdom Builders, spurred on in our faith as we join in the celebration of who Jesus is this Palm Sunday.